0: You're listening to the Pasco Podcast with Mike Harbala.
1: Welcome to Season 3 of Pasco Podcast, a series about leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the nearly 600,000 people of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. This podcast is designed to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Hi, I'm Mike Karbala, and welcome to our 34th episode of Pasco Podcast. I have a question for you. How much do you really know about Pasco County's libraries? And have you ever heard of a makerspace? you might be surprised at all the amazing things that these modern-day community hubs have to offer. And what better time to explore them than during Library Card Sign-up Month? Joining us today are two leaders helping to bring our libraries to life. New old Library Director, Sean McGarvey, and Digital Media Manager, Jordan Miltner. Sean, Jordan, welcome to the podcast. How are y'all doing today?
2: Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm thrilled.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's well, a real it's pleasure. It's, it's fantastic. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourselves and how you came to Pasco County. We'll start with you.
2: Absolutely. So I'm really proud of my story coming to Pasco County. I actually started my journey here as a teenager working for parks. I worked at Veterans Memorial Park for three summers at the pool, taking people's swimming admission and signing up kids for swim lessons and did that for three summers. After that, I decided that I really liked working for the county and looked for other opportunities found a part-time job with libraries doing interlibrary loan. Sean hired me, and I was in that position for only about three or four months when my previous boss, Bob Harrison, approached me Mm -hmm. about a position doing social media for the library system. And it was at a time where I was finishing my college education, kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a career, you know, those questions that weigh so heavy on us as we're trying to make decisions. And I just jumped at the opportunity. It sounded so interesting. So I was able to get into that position, immediately found passion for it i love communicating with the community online and finding creative ways to share the library story and the amazing things that our team does and my progression from there is i was able to become a digital media specialist and now a digital media manager and um, it's just been a fabulous fabulous time
1: fantastic homegrown so sean (laughs) You're back to Pasco County, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey?
0: I am. I also want to mention that there was a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth when Jordan was stolen out from the ILL department. (laughs) I supervised that department, so I was very sad, but we're happy to watch her grow into this awesome person. Um, so award-winning
1: person, award-winning.
0: Oh, I was goodness. not going to be the first to mention I that. Thought I'd just bring that up. <laughs> I, I mean, now that somebody has, though, Jordan, maybe you should tell everybody.
2: Okay, I was I was awarded the Star Performer of the Year, which was a huge honor and just a really really special moment. I remember my first year working for the county. I read like the requirements for the Star mm-hmm. Performer, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's not achievable for me like that's not going to be me one day and just the most amazing moment when you know my hard work and the teamwork that we have at libraries got recognized and paid off was really really special
1: yeah yeah a lot it's it's fantastic just to even be nominated and 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 to actually win the whole thing is is fantastic so it's a testament to you and your team and and what you guys do every day so congrats well deserved all right sean enough uh enough standbag in here tell us about your journey
0: (laughs) Um, fair enough. Uh, so I joined uh, Pasco County library system in 2013. Uh, I had a little bit of an eclectic path to getting to be a librarian. I was working part-time at the Palm Harbor library down in Pinellas County. Uh, and I was going to school full-time. I was going to be a history professor. And then, uh, what one point when I was getting close to finishing up, uh, my one of my history professors said, "You know, you're you're pretty good at this. You might have a shot, but you're going to be an adjunct for most of your career. Um, you sure you want to do that?" And I, I went back, I went to work, and I had wonderful, wonderful bosses at the time. And uh, my boss sat me down, and she said, uh, "Why don't you be a librarian? You're pretty good at this." And I was like, "Well." I got no other plans right now. Let's see where this goes. So they paid for me to go to library school. I went to library school. Um, I worked for the Palm Harbor Library. I did a couple of years in Hernando as the IT librarian. And then uh, I met two very wonderful people who were my mentors um, and my friends, Kevin Griffith and Nancy Fredericks mm. at a conference. And uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, I just I was. It was one of those conference where you're basically like, all right, I got nothing left to prove in this conference. I'll say the truth. So I started talking about all the things libraries can do and all of our innovative capabilities. And the next day, uh, Kevin invited me uh, to listen to uh, uh, training he was doing. And then he said, hey, you want to be part of our team? And I said, uh, yes, yes, I do. So I did uh, about seven years um, with the library system in this county, loved every minute of it. Um, And then the director of Hillsborough County asked me if I wanted to uh, be his support division manager, which was all of the interesting, what I think are the interesting parts of libraries and uh, not to discount the public services side at all because it's incredibly difficult. But I had been doing a lot of that in uh, Pasco here. And so I went to them for four years. And then uh, I was given a great opportunity by yourself and Kathy Pearson, the Assistant County Administrator for Public Services, to. Come back and be the director here and I snapped at it and I never hesitated for a second.
1: Well, fantastic. Well, we're glad to have you back. You know, you have a reputation for innovation, which is aligned with our core values. And, and you guys have done a lot of innovative things with our, with our libraries. So obviously you're advocates for reading, but library card sign up month is, is so much more. It helps highlight our libraries and, and what it is that we do. Can you guys talk a little bit more about this special month and how it helps promote our libraries?
2: Absolutely. So it's our mission year round to sign people up for library cards. That is your key to all of the amazing resources that we have, such as you know educational videos, things that can help you further your career, books, movies, things just for enjoyment and entertainment. Um, and so library card sign up month is really just a special time that we get to promote it and brag about all of the things that we do a little bit extra in some creative ways and um, really just get into the community, set up table events at offsite locations where we sign people up for library cards and just really, really try to get the word out because again, that library card is your key to all of those free resources that are at your fingertips if you take that step.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. And some of those resources are our makerspaces. I love these things. Sean, you talk to us a little bit more about these.
0: Absolutely. Um, the makerspaces are. Bear with me for 30 seconds. Um, <coughs> the makerspace is just a room. But what we put in the room is what people in that community want to know about. So we started our first makerspace way back in, I want to say, 2015, 2016. Um, we put a wood shop in a library, which is, you know, you have that moment. You're like, I'm sorry, what? What, uh, you're taking me out to the wood shop? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so this- uh, You started it, shop Yeah, uh, that's fair, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but the, it's, it's just really kind of those cool moments where you know somebody goes, you have a bandsaw in a library? And we're like, yeah, but you can't use that. We have volunteers that are trained. Um, and then we just started to expand it by talking to the community mm-hmm. and finding out. Uh, we have an art studio in one of our libraries. We have a ceramic studio in another one. We have a test kitchen, uh, which is really incredible because you can make your own lunch. Literally. Um, I need to try that one out. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun when it's done. It's under remodel right now, but it's the Regency park library. And when it's finished, it's going to be great. So we might even be able to bake our own, um, housewarming when we reopen. Uh, so, and we also have studio H, which is a fully, uh, uh, fully activated, fully working uh, recording studio where we have people doing voiceovers, podcasts, um, recording sessions for bands. Uh, jump in if I'm missing anything, Jordan. We
2: have people who are creating audiobooks yeah. and then selling them on Amazon. So there's like that economic growth. Item there, which is really, really cool. Um, it's one of our most popular makerspaces. Yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. And so, I mean, the makerspace is just a, a place where you can teach somebody something new in a different way. Um, and it's but it's always part of the core library mission of giving knowledge to people and providing value to that community. And so we basically we kind of uh say it, it's It's not about what type of knowledge you're asking for. It's just that you're asking for knowledge and we'll figure out a way to get it to you.
1: Fantastic. You know, um, Jordan, you had mentioned, you know, collaboration and being with the community. Um, How do our libraries collaborate with, let's just say, our schools, our community, as well as organizations and businesses? And how do we how do we leverage that to get more people to sign up?
2: Absolutely. So there are multiple ways that we do this. One way is each of our library locations, the teams there do an incredible job looking at the surrounding area, looking Mm. for key partners in their immediate community and fostering those partnerships so that they can either just pass information along very passively like pamphlets and sharing new things that are coming Or in a much more active way where we'll take our show on the road and we will take activities and crafts and story times, um, library card signups to their location so that they don't have to come to us. So that's one way that we get out into the community and find those partnerships. And then we also have an incredible outreach team that goes to chamber events, they meet with local businesses, they share the resources that libraries have for local businesses, because there's quite a few that can be really, really helpful that you would normally have to pay quite a bit of money to access, but with your library card, it's free. Mm -hmm. Um, They also work with other county departments like Animal Services and GoPasco and Parks. An example of that is our amazing story walk at um, Starkey Park, Mm -hmm. where we have a story walk featured there that we work very closely with parks to install and figure out what story should be in there and it's a really cool element yeah absolutely and another another example of something that we do that's really um, special is the south holiday library hosts a monthly community resource fair where they have identified Various essential resources like Premier Health, the health department, again, GoPasco and um, animal services, Mm -hmm. schools and different things. They will go and meet there where the community can access all of these essential resources on one day, all at one time. So it might be renewing your animals tag. Signing up for that bus pass or getting um, a sign up for your students, sports physical, all of those essential things all in one place. And it's it's an amazing thing that we have there in that community. And it it does a lot of positive impact.
0: We really try and tailor um, the library services to the communities that they occupy. It's one of the most important things because every community in this county and they are vibrantly different across the board, but they want to learn different things, mm-hmm. um, what is what is uh, something in Dade City might be something totally different in South Holiday or right. Regency Park or Wesley Chapel. So we really, really strive hard to talk with those communities and kind of develop our um, develop our programming around those needs. Um, and I think it really shows back into the makerspace and these other concepts of how we do outreach, because. It's um, it's really, really important that we um, matter to the daily lives of the people who use our services in this county
1: i love i love how you guys reach out you know individually to the community right i mean you know when we talk about our mission of serving our community to create a better future but but tailoring it to those areas because each area just geographically we're, we're a large county i mean we're over 700 square miles you know and and when you when you take a step back and you you think about that and uh that just just even the the geography and the demographics change from from west to east and even over to central and everybody does different things different points in their lives, different, uh, different concerns, different things that they're interested in and, uh, taking that information and, and tailoring these little community centers, if you will, uh, just, it's,
0: it's fantastic. Even down to the makerspaces. Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. yeah. Um, we, so the makerspaces, we actually talked to the communities when we, um, when we started to create them to make sure mm-hmm. that we were capturing what they wanted. Um, and we learned a lot. Um, one of the things that jumped out at us the most was, uh, it's almost universal but sewing classes everybody and this is one of the things that is community to community sewing classes are incredibly popular those hands-on tactile things that people i don't want to say they're a forgotten art because so many people know how to do them but you know they a lot more people want to learn how to do them and uh it's really wonderful to be able to provide those moments where somebody's like I didn't know and because I was one of them, I didn't know how to put a button back on my shirt, but I learned. Super important, I also found and, out. Yeah, it can't be. Yeah, you know, buttons just have not changed
1: over the centuries. No. We still use the same way <laughs> to fasten our clothes, exactly. you know? Exactly. So, you know, and, and I find that fascinating. I like that because I'm, I'm kind of becoming more and more, I'll, I'll just say, analog, I feel, as, as as time goes on. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I had my Kindle libraries. Who needs those anymore, right? But now I've i I've, I've ditched it. I, I, I'm i back to reading, you know, physical physical books again and, and just wanting to just take part in some of those things. It's just that old familiarity of, of just lost skills or lost arts. And, you know, even down to sewing and wanting to know all those things, I think, I think it's fantastic. And that's part of kind of history. You're a history guy, right? I mean, it Uh, keeps us going. Yes,
0: and and it's been really rewarding too, because a lot of these places have volunteers that help us teach Mm -hmm. these classes. And one of the most rewarding moments is when a volunteer who may be a retiree or Um, or, or has just been doing something their entire life Mm -hmm. says, I want to do this because I want to pass this down to people. Uh, I remember when we first opened the foundry, which is the wood shop. Uh, I taught the first safety class with the, uh, branch manager there. Uh, her name is Kathleen Ralstein. and Kathleen and I were teaching the class and it was a lot, it was a full class and it was 20 people who, um, we about our level. We were okay. a little bit more. We had taught ourselves the safety. We had gone to lessons and and work with this. And there was an elderly gentleman in the back and he came up to us at the end and he said, Hi, I'm working with the Woodturners Association of North Tampa Bay. Um, I want to partner with you guys because I heard about this place online and I think what you're doing is great and I think we can help. Uh, they became our volunteer corps.
1: No kidding. Yeah.
0: And wow. they to to this day have helped teach um, pen turning, Harry Potter wands. They taught the safety classes. They teach. Um, it's called Junior Woodworkers, uh-huh. where we teach kids how to use um, basic hand tools. We don't give them the saws yet. You
1: know, um, but- Does it doesn't matter. You're, you're you're generating, and not only you're teaching, you're generating interest, right? And you know, we always talk too about just just work in general and people just finding their finding yeah. their path. And in a lot of cases, you can help someone. Find their path or find an interest or a hobby, whatever it is. 100%. Uh,
0: it's one, it's an incredibly rewarding part of it. Well,
1: let's talk a little bit about leadership, right? Leadership in libraries. And Sean, maybe we'll, we'll start with you, you know, being being the director and, and back here at Pasco County. What does is, what is leadership in libraries look like?
0: <sighs> leadership in libraries is charting a new path in um an uncertain future hmm. in the United States right now, hmm. because the reality is um, the world is changing very rapidly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking about all of these, these analog skills, so to speak, these tactile right. skills. Um, but we also know that, you know, there's conversations about AI right now and conversations about a digital world. Libraries are going to have a place in that. And it's, our job to kind of go forward and find where that place is, it will change because it's always changed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at one point in time, the scroll was the best form of knowledge. And then somebody (laughs) said, we put all these in one piece of paper. Nobody, well, I think this is on camera so people can see. Yeah. Yeah. We can make this better. And then the book became that knowledge. And then there was the computer and the typewriter and all of these things. We will continue to evolve. Um, we just need to continue to find what that path looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's and it's important to keep focusing on that. Jordan, from your perspective, talk to us about leadership.
2: Okay, so from my perspective, um, you know, you look at leadership. I have a master's degree focused in leadership, and sometimes it's this elusive thing that you can't really get your arms around, but as I was preparing for this podcast, thinking about the leaders who have impacted me at libraries and through my career here, um, something that I noticed that's consistent with all of them is that they are unbelievably generous Mm -hmm. and they want to willingly share their knowledge. And so it goes along with libraries. We share knowledge with the community and our leaders do the same thing. The leaders that have impacted me have shared their skills, have shared their knowledge, have shared feedback that I definitely needed to hear that they didn't hold back on. And it's just this incredible thing when you realize that ego doesn't go into it. It's not a matter of, oh, well, I'm the leader and you don't need to learn this. It's no, like, come along with me. Let me share this experience. An example of that is um, I was the part time employee. Totally entry level. And one day Sean came over and was like, hey, I'm going to the morning blend to shoot a segment for libraries. And he's like, you want to come? And not being in a communications position yet, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it's little things like that. Sharing that experience with me was one of the first things that set me on this path in a in a marketing and communications background. And that's something I think you'll see in all of the leaders of libraries is they want to share their knowledge. They want to share the skills and the expertise that they have.
1: I think some of the best leaders that I've ever worked for were those that were also teachers. Absolutely. Right? You know, and it's 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 a leader's job um it's definitely in the job description is is to grow Mm -hmm. and and to deepen that bench because it's it's always more about the organization and the mission and it's never about you as the leader and it's your job to to grow that that next level and and continue to continue to evolve the organization that's fantastic
0: i try and um you know i've gotten that question Mm -hmm. a similar question a lot since i've come back Mm -hmm. in, in and it's my fifth week so um so and the way i've been answering it is my when people ask me that kind of thing, I say, my job, my, my dream here is not to make the best library system. And I know that's going to sound sacrilegious for a second. My, dr- my dream and my job is to make everybody that works in this library system the best person they can be. Mm-hmm. The, um, you know, improve themselves and wherever they, they can do. And it is selfish in the sense of when you do that everybody becomes better and then the library system becomes the best library system they well, can be. well,
1: Sean that's exactly what people purpose performance is about mm-hmm. right you know you take care of people and that, that in various and various ways in this case right knowledge training helping them helping them grow we connect to that purpose which is our mission. And performance generally takes care of itself as long as we uh, get out of the way and, and let let folks do that. So you are, in fact, you know, uh, you know, establishing that culture that that uh, you know we continue to to try to take root here in the county. So it, it's wonderful. Um, any leaders in your industry or in your experience, Sean, that uh, have helped kind of mold you and form you for better or for worse? I mean, you know, I, I've been affected by bad leaders as much as I have good leaders.
0: I've yeah, I've learned some things not to do yeah, in my amen. time. Uh, uh, And so uh, some people that I uh, learned some habits and hobbies that uh, I won't tend to follow, but (laughs) I'll let them I'll let that go because, you know, there's there's more that I've learned from good people. Uh, I would not be here without Kevin and Nancy who have taught me a lot about um, how how best to be the person I want to be. Uh, I wouldn't be here at all without. Gene Coppola and Dana Dockery, who were my first boss and my first director in Palm Harbor. And recently, I got to work for a great uh, director, uh, Andrew Brainball, who is the director in Hillsborough County, who taught me a lot about um, just how to navigate the heavy world that is directorship with a lot of competing demands. Um, My favorite uh, story, though, of somebody who taught me something was uh, when I was... When I was first going to Pasco, I had I went back and I had lunch with uh, Gene, who's the director in, in Palm Harbor, and we were talking. and He said, "Listen, I'm going to teach you the two things in library land that directorship that you need to know." And I go, "What's that, sir?" And he goes, "You need to learn plumbing, and you need to learn politics." <laughs> so, and I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I will guarantee you at some point the building's going to break, and you need to know about that." And then I need and you need to also know how to work with people and bring people along and educate people. It's the most important thing you will do. That man has proved prescient is Mm -hmm. all I will say about that.
1: Excellent then. Well, wonderful. Uh, Jordan, anything to add?
2: Absolutely. So for me, of course, Kevin and Nancy as well, um, especially Kevin, he has really given me the opportunity to learn skills beyond what's in my job description. He's given me opportunities to teach Pasco U courses and to be involved in the leadership development program in a very significant way. And so he has just Shown me different passions that I didn't realize I had passions for teaching and Mm -hmm. for communicating with people and being creative with things like graphic design and all of that. Um, And then also my previous boss, Bob Harrison, who's no longer with the county. Um, Bob taught me how to truly, truly care for your team. And that's something that I work really hard to do to this day. And then um, another person that has really taught me so much that I have to mention is Ben Deal. He was my um, <laughs> my official mentor for LDP and he is stuck with me. He continues to be my mentor. <laughs> and um, he is just such a problem solver in such a positive way. And, um, I just hope to one day have a legacy similar to his, where you're just there for people. You're willing to teach people and. Kind of be that light when things seem a little bit difficult or dark. So, and Sean's okay too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got one. Moment. He, he's he's taught
2: me a thing or two for sure. Yeah, fantastic.
1: Well, let's um let's uh, talk a little bit about any unique leadership challenges that perhaps you've faced in your careers. You know, anything that uh, that that stands out to you, and maybe how how did you work through it? I'm just uh, an example or something.
0: Um, that's a good one. Uh, there are a lot of unique leadership challenges and it changes doing the different jobs you have. You know, I, I can remember I've had to come in and motivate teams that have, you know, maybe felt like they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulders and kind of rebuild that trust. That's always, that's always a difficult, but rewarding mission because you're, you're, you're rebuilding the, Spree de corps for a lack of sure. a better term, uh, of a team. And um, and when you get it right and you get it all together, there's that moment when and they're all rowing in the same direction. That's a really wonderful moment. Yeah. Um, the other, you know, the other big leadership challenge, and this is something that I think all directors face at, at some point, is how to explain how your mission matters in the in going forward in the 21st century Uh mm-hmm. of you know so sometimes it's easier than others i i imagine you know uh public works being able to say like you're going to need roads no matter what um but it it can be difficult with those moments of of you know books but bo- you know there was the worry of as you said yourself candles yeah. books are fading away and, and what are we going to do now um that is that is an ever-present thing in a really technologically changing world that um, can be scary sometimes.
1: Yeah, but I think you guys have risen to the challenge on that, right? I mean, you've adapted. Just like you say, I mean, look, we were using scrolls and papyrus, right? Yeah. And then And then books, literally centuries, centuries and centuries and centuries for books. And now we're entering the modern era, right? And that that that, that, that curve is exponential. So. Libraries are just going to change exponentially because I, I think you hit that you hit the core thing. It's, it's about knowledge. Right. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin, right. I've considered the, the father of the library kind of kind of thing, um, you know, recognized that for democracy and freedom, that education was was key absolutely key so so the passing on of knowledge now there's challenges that come with that right absolutely. in the digital age there's as much good information as there is misinformation and and really being able to tell tell it apart and with AI who knows where that's where that's going but but you guys are, are tackling it both on the knowledge front as well as the cultural side and I think that's that's some stuff too that we're kind of losing touch with and I think that that's I think that's important so I I, I to me if i were in libraries to me this would be probably the most exciting time really to be in libraries because it's changing so
0: rapidly it's such a great i mean when i say challenge i don't mean to say that as a negative challenge i mean right but i'm that, just with your people right yeah, you're trying to
1: keep them motivated right exactly. I mean, when they walk in there thinking that libraries are about books but so much more
0: absolutely and that and that challenge of of expanding that world is really rewarding again when you when you have those moments of you know that woodturners association coming in was one of those moments um the volunteers donating sewing equipment and their time has been one of those moments artists who want to do artwork with us is one of those moments of oh my there's this entire community that is out there waiting for the skills i have and this location this organization gave me the chance to do it that's the challenge that's the That's the and the fun of finding those moments, because that's what, at least for me, brings me back day and day again. When you make those connections, Jordan was talking about that storybook walk. That's a moment now where a bunch of kids and parents are going to get to walk around in nature and at the same time tell themselves a children's story. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It, that's a good day.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's the merging of just two wonderful worlds. Of exactly. And, and to be a child that, that you're, you're making memories forever on that. So,
0: but it is a new moment and it was a challenge um, to get that together. They had to find the resources. We had to find the location and our partners in parks were wonderful to work with. We had to get it translated. You know, there was a lot of, of work to dream up that
1: idea. So let's, uh, let's talk about sharpening the saw. Right. You guys are constantly in learning mode. How do you um, hone your leadership skills? Books. Either <laughs> books,
2: books, 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 lots of books. Um, of course, books. That's uh-huh. a that's a huge one. Um, I also I like podcasts, and um another fantastic resource that I've taken full advantage of is our Toastmasters team yeah. here at okay. Pasco County. Um, that is just a group of some of the most engaged people here at Pasco and they are working on and on to improve their leadership skills, their public speaking skills, but to surround yourself with people like that, you can't help but get better as a leader and improve your skills and just really immerse yourself in the culture here at Pasco County.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. How about you, Sean?
0: Um, It is a lot of of books and interesting reading. Um, I learned a lot from people, I'm not trying to butter you up, but I learned a lot from people like you, <laughs> your predecessor. Um, you know, I took People Purpose Performance with me to Hillsborough County, and I used it a lot when I was explaining uh, what I was trying to do with with my team there. Um, and uh, also, <sighs> watching and emulating behavior. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you spoke to it yeah. earlier about leaders that have inspired you both good and bad. And you just kind of keep that running list of. I can use that, you know, there's that list in your head. of, right. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to take that. And and I think we talked about it earlier, but the best leaders are the ones that go, yeah, take that. I want you to have that because without without any kind of cost or, or price attached, they say everything I've got is yours. Use it well, and that Has really inspired me, and um, and those kinds of moments lead to better leadership. I think. You know,
1: and I I've I've I think I've used this uh, this metaphor here with the uh, with leadership development classes is that you know you're we we give you all these skills right, but but you know you you need to be that artisan of leadership. Mm -hmm. Take take that and and make it your own, and and then of course teach, teach that next apprentice, that next journeyman as, as, as you go, as you go along, um, and, and formulate it as own, you know, we're, we're, we all kind of operate on the same overarching principles but how we employ it is kind of our individual expression of 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 that leadership and and, and it because we're all different as people and different people are going to respond differently to to different styles of leadership and, and different people and and i think it's i think it's fantastic that th- those are all great examples you know and as you try to build your bench in libraries right and i and i don't know what the what the hiring situation looks like i i, I don't know how many people are getting into the library's career field but what uh, any advice you'd want to give somebody looking to start a career in libraries? And and quite honestly, second part of that is if they are, what kind of qualities are you looking for in, in candidates?
0: Ooh, that's a that's a large. It's, topic. Loaded. Yeah. it's yeah. loaded. It's loaded, loaded question. for bear there, Sean. So, um, All right. Uh, so let's 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 take the second half first. The kind of people that I have seen and I think Jordan has seen succeed. I don't want to speak for her. But, um, are ones that, uh, are really engaged with other people. You know, there's that image of the librarian quietly shushing people with libraries. And while it is somewhat true, I will admit that I have been shushed in my own library by patrons. <laughs> I'll have you know, um, uh, uh, is is not really accurate, um, in the sense of you have to be a people person to do this job. Mm-hmm. You have to love people. You have to love um, helping, and that is that is a wonderful, wonderful skill that I would encourage anybody in the field to really, um, really examine in themselves and say. Do I want to help everyone, everyone Mm -hmm. from somebody who may be looking for services from our human services department or our elderly nutrition department to all the way to somebody that, you know, is is doesn't need anything, but just wants to find that book that they need because you need to be able to handle the gamut and um, new librarians coming in really really need to examine whether or not that that people person is who they want to be because Mm -hmm. on the public floor on 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 the personal floor you have to be that person to succeed in libraries and it's oh so important and it's one of the things i've been lucky enough to realize i enjoy and i have always enjoyed um it took me a little bit to find that because i started doing it Mm -hmm. um but i I discovered it and I'm so thankful that I did because it allowed me to grow. Um, That would be the one thing I would say. Okay. Very good. I will turn to my compatriot here.
2: Sean, I completely agree. Um, Our customer base is literally from birth to end of life and all in between. We have those resources for expecting mothers and babies all the way to seniors in, in their last stages of life. And we're able to give them resources and meet their needs. And so when we're hiring and we have staff members who are really successful, they're usually very flexible. And um, that's something you never know who's gonna walk through that door, what they're going to ask, what they might need. And sometimes it's just a conversation with another person. That's something that um, we will meet that need and have that chat. Um, but yeah, it's, it's flexibility. That's gonna be really important for a for career in libraries.
0: Okay, well, very, very good. I just came up with a new motto for it actually. We want you to like books, but we want you to like talking to people about those books just as much. I'm putting that on, <laughs> on a card somewhere. That's really good. We'll, <laughs> we'll work, we got, it's a little we'll, wordy here. She we'll we'll
2: workshopping. That's, we'll work that,
0: that's why she's the star employee of the year, because I,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, hey, um, last set of questions here. Uh, just, just a couple of rapid fire ones for you. and. Yes, uh <laughs> just uh, just curious. We'll start with something easy here. Travel to the past or travel to the future? Past, of course. Past. Past. All right. Why, Jordan?
2: I love history, okay. but I will say I want to visit the past. I really like modern medicine and <laughs> you know the rights we have as women. But um, yeah, I would visit the past.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Um, summer or winter? Winter, actually. Summer. Summer.
2: I love the
1: heat. Love the heat. Yes, well, very the sunshine, very good. All of that. Um favorite holiday.
0: Thanksgiving. One day you eat a turkey, you watch football as a family, everybody has a good time.
2: I'll say Christmas. Okay. I really enjoy Christmas. Just
1: enjoy that that season. All right. Uh first job.
0: Uh official first job
1: or I, look if you were uh if your parents had you you know doing indentured
0: servitude uh, at an early age we want to hear about it i did 2 days of concrete work outside uh i learned very quickly that um the summer heat and me don't mix and then i went and got a bagging job at a grocery store
1: <laughs> Excellent. Jordan, I think we covered some volunteer stuff early or uh, get some work at, at the working pool. At the pool? Working mm-hmm. at the pool. Fantastic. All right, uh bibliclore. Is it real or did I just make that word up?
0: I believe that is real.
2: I don't even know if I heard it's what you just said. the smell
1: of old books. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm like,
2: what did you say? <laughs>
1: Listen, guys, thank you both for, for joining us today. Uh, and thank you, special thanks to our media relations team who actually make this effort possible. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Pasco Podcast. I'm Mike Karbala, and we'll see you next time. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.